Welcome back to Two Teas and a Pod. My name's Katie. And my name's Tim. How are you, Tim? Yeah, not bad. Long time no pod. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice to be back. It's great to be back. We've In been the crazy busy. Room. Yeah, we've been busy. Busy with the start of term, getting everything up and running, mm-hmm. coming back from holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to be back in the studio to record another lovely episode. Did you have a good summer? I had a brilliant summer. What I did you really, get up to? Uh, we Well, I uh, went back home, saw the family, and then me and my friend Laura went on a an adventure, an Albanian adventure in Albania, mm. and it was really fabulous. But don't tell anyone it was fabulous, okay? It's just, it's for your ears only, because we don't want it to go crazy. I uh, want it to say secret. Ah, because it's kind of like a secret. It's like kind of like not many people know about it. It's okay. becoming, I think it's becoming more of a destination, but it's not like big destination holiday, but I mm-hmm. think it's going to go that way. Okay. But it felt kind of nice, like, I mean, there was people there on holiday, but it didn't feel like it was completely overcrowded with with tourists it was okay. so beautiful so it's like a great secret holiday destination exactly let's keep it that way so what what, what did you like uh, most about albania i wa- i really loved the sea because the sea was so clear and blue and it was like really salty so just you just you know kind of floated in the sea it was really beautiful it was very very beautiful and the right. people were extremely friendly mm-hmm. really friendly people did you try any albanian cuisine any interesting yeah. food? Yeah, uh, they they they've got a really great plethora of fruit and vegetables. There's kind of wild figs growing everywhere, picking figs from trees and stuff. It was amazing, mm. and then just the watermelon was really tasty. I can you remember that? Yeah. And um, yeah, I like the kind of they've got good coffee and yeah things like this. It was just really really good. Good fish. Nice. Lots of nice meat for lots of fermented foods as well. Fermented peppers. Mmm. Mm, I like a fermented good. food. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I've ever had fermented peppers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, sounds interesting. And your holiday. I had a great holiday. You yeah. did. Yeah. We went to Canada for two weeks um, to the East Coast. So, well, East Side. Yeah. Toronto, Montreal, Algonquin National Park, which mm-hmm. is like a big... National Park just outside Toronto. Well, three hours outside Toronto. Mm-hmm. Everywhere's a long way away in Canada. It's a massive country. Um, the National Park was amazing. Had like waterfalls and lakes and uh, amazing massive forests with moose and beavers and chipmunks. and. What's the plural of moose? Is it moose? Mooses or moose. Moose or We were saying meese. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's obviously Mouse, obviously mice, isn't. moose, meese. It makes well, sense. Goose, geese. Goose, geese. Yeah, exactly. We saw lots of geese. The <laughs> Canadian goose is a very common animal in Canada, surprisingly enough. <laughs> um, and they just call them geese there. It's just a goose. That's a goose. And then outside of Canada, it's a Canadian goose. Probably. I suspect so. Okay. Um, we went canoeing on the lake. Wow. On a lake called Canoe Lake. <laughs> it's just you know obviously appropriate the best, best place to do it <laughs> otherwise why did they call it that <laughs> um but it's crazy it's just like i said such a huge country and we were staying in a motel near the national park and then we went we like drove with my because i was visiting my sister mm-hmm. my, my sister's boyfriend's car and we arrived at one lake and there were 
lots of people swimming in the in the lake by the beach and we were just like oh there's too many people here let's just go to the next lake because there's just lake after lake after lake so okay. you just drive until you I find like one where there's nobody and then we just went swimming and like it's a bit like here with the beaches just yeah go keep going yeah just gotta find an, an empty one um it was a surprise wasn't it for your sister yeah so my sister it was her 40th birthday in august and we'd planned it me and my girlfriend planned it with her boyfriend in advance like mm -hmm. almost a year in advance mm -hmm. to come out and surprise her so we arrived there um we flew into new york and then we, the plan was to get the then fly up to toronto and we were supposed to arrive and go and stay with her boyfriend's friends in their house and then get up early in the morning and go to my sister's house before she wake before she wakes up before she goes to work and surprise her there. Mm -hmm. But our flight got really delayed, so we didn't arrive at till Toronto till like three in the morning. Mm -hmm. So my my sister's boyfriend came and picked us up. Alan came and picked us up, and then we sort of instead of going to his friend's house, mm -hmm. we sneaked into his house, his and, and my sister's house, very quietly in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Went to bed in the spare room. Mm -hmm. And then we came out of the spare room in the morning when she was like having breakfast and surprised her there. And she, oh, was, nice. she was terrified. <laughs> she was like, who's in my house? <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. It was, she, was, she was very surprised. Um, and then, so we planned like lots of activities to do with her. Um, went to an amazing lobster and crab restaurant. One of those ones where you have all, see all the lobsters in the tanks and you pick out your specific lobster and then they cooked Amazing. it like four different ways. It was like, oh. and then we had all the leftover crab and lobster. We put it all in a Tupperware and took it to the national park. So we had like amazing oh, crab and lobster, <laughs> amazing bagels. But like the Canadian oh. bagels are amazing. Bagels stuffed with all the leftover crab and lobster meat sitting oh, next to gosh. this amazing waterfall. Oh, I feel like I should amazing. big up Albania a bit more. Uh, <laughs> I saw... Uh, I didn't see any moose or meese or geese. <laughs> They've got some cool eagles, though. Have there were got, some yeah. eagles. Mm -hmm. nice. um, wolves. Didn't see any, but there are some wolves. I didn't actually see any moose or beavers, but I went to the oh. place where all the moose and the beavers were. We were really disappointed we didn't see them. But okay. Saw lots of chipmunks. Well, that's good. They're very sweet. I saw um, bats. I saw some bats. Okay. And... Um, cool like canyons <laughs> it's like i don't think albanian beats canada <laughs> well, i'm trying to make it beat different, canada. different type of Di holiday. very different yeah, holiday yeah. different holiday and um, what else do we do we borrowed the car me and my girlfriend we drove from toronto to montreal that sounds great which was well driving for six hours everywhere's just so far away yeah Driving for six hours, but the good thing is there, the roads are just flat and straight. Yeah. So you just put cruise control on. Didn't you say the roads were really bad because of the wet, the, the cold yeah. weather? they got quite a lot of holes in them, but well, they're flat just, Albania straight. also has <laughs> lots of holes in the roads. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's one thing they have in common. Mm -hmm. yeah. Bad roads. Did you do anything else over the summer? Yeah, went, we um, got, went to Italy and we were at the, um, a place called Parque del Gargano, which is like the, on the spur of Italy. This, like if you imagine Italy is a boot, it's on the on the heel edge, like a cowboy, where he holds that. You know where a cowboy has like that star to jab a horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's called a spur. Yeah, and um, 
we were there and that was really beautiful. And it reminded me a lot of like Croatia. It was really nice. Croatia, but without all the tourists, it was lovely. And there was some amazing like beaches down there. It was really fab, had a great time. And then I went across and met my family in Sorrento. Sor- not, not Tor- I'm getting confused between Sorrento and Toronto. I tried <laughs> to say the two at the same time. Sorrento and met my family there and had a really nice holiday to celebrate my sister's 30th birthday mm. and my mum's 60th. So oh, wow. That was really nice. Had a really good time. I loved it. Ate lots of really good pizza and drank lots of really good wine and some fabulous coffee. Oh, sounds good. And Brilliant. had fun with the Italians. It was great. Yeah. I still haven't been to Italy. I want to go. I really it's loved it. I really loved mine. it. And we went on a boat trip down the Amalfi Coast. It was really spectacular. Mm. It was really nice. Amalfi Coast. Lots of rich people go there on holiday. <laughs> She was like, we were going down the road and she was like, we were on the bus to go into the boat. And the woman was like, oh, there's Maradona's villa. There's Sophie Loren's villa. That's where Nick Cage has a house in the summer. That's where Brad Pitt has a villa. I was just saying all these, dropping all these names. Wow. It was, I don't know. That wasn't why I was doing it. It was very beautiful, but it was interesting to know. That's where all these rich people come. Did you spy on any of the villas with your binoculars? Yes. See if Brad Pitt was there? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Of course I did. <laughs> I don't think I didn't see anyone. No one was in. They're no all out. Yeah. No. Well. Anyway, nice to catch up. It was nice to catch up. We've got a great episode coming up with a lovely topic, um, which we will tell you more about in a few moments. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast, two teas in a pod. Today we're going to be talking about childhood ambitions, things that you wanted to do when you were a child, when you imagined yourself as an adult. Mm-hmm. We're going to be speaking to a few people about their childhood ambitions, mm-hmm. uh, why they wanted to do those things, and then how their life turned out uh, when they grew up, when they become mm-hmm. adults. Mm-hmm. Um, One of them is my cousin. Mm, very mm, nice. Exactly. And we'll also be giving you a five ways to say, talking about ambitions. That's mm-hmm. also coming up later on. Yeah. And then I think we're going to round it out with, uh, I want to be like you. What is I want to be like you again? That's when we speak to uh, high level English speakers, non-native English speakers, talk about their process, how, they've, how they use English, how they've uh, developed their skills, any advice and tips they can give to uh, English students, English learners in their process of improving their English. And we have a particularly interesting one coming up who's actually been a student of both of ours. Yeah, we've both taught him. So I'm still teaching him now. We're still teaching him now. Yeah. He's a very interesting young man. He's a child prodigy. <laughs> He's just taken the CAE, the advanced, at the age of 13, I think. Okay, we shouldn't make them feel too bad. You know, if, you do, if you're 30, if you're older than 13... And you still don't have the advance. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. This guy's a prodigy. Exactly. Anyway, on with the show. On with the show. Okay, Tim, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Hmm. Um, My ambitions changed while I was growing up. But I think the first one, when I was kind of primary school, or around then, like a young teenager and, and a primary school, I had a burning ambition to be a vet. 
Oh, you're one of them. A classic. You know, <laughs> kids like animals. They're like, they have lots of books with animals in. They're like, oh, cute dogs. Oh, cute cats. Oh, I want to be in a vet. I want to help the animals when they're sick mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was big into animals when I was a kid. I had like um, wallpaper with badgers and foxes <laughs> and English wildlife all over them. Nice. I was obsessed with badgers. Uh, in particular <laughs> badgers if, what is a badger badgers they are native to to britain i'm not sure if they exist in europe i'm not sure on the mainland they are kind of like they're fairly large mammals um with stripes on their face they're black and white they have black mm. and white stripes on their face um they're quite cute but also quite vicious yeah i think and they're they quite are. they're quite um shy aren't they they don't mm-hmm. they're not you're not very easily seen. You've got to mm-hmm. go out and... They're nocturnal. Uh, nocturnal. Look for them yeah. at night. I once went and spent the night sitting in a hedge trying to see badgers. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, when you I was told a kid. me about that. Um, and got cold and scared and came home by about <laughs> nine o'clock. <laughs> um, okay. So that was a good ambition. That was a good ambition. But then I realized... Well, I think my dad told me what actually being a vet entails, especially if you grow up in the countryside in England, mm. it entails a lot of going to farms mm-hmm. and a lot of like, you know, helping cows give birth mm-hmm. and sticking your arm up horses, mm-hmm. you know, to have a feel yeah. around if they've got something wrong. Like putting on a big glove that covers your whole arm and then like... <laughs> and lubing up, up your whole yeah, arm. You've got to oh lube up as well. It's not just... And then no, there's, got, there's a lot of putting animals down as well. There's a lot of killing animals, yeah. yeah. So to put down an animal is to kill an animal. Mm-hmm. You know, an yeah. animal that's in pain or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And especially if you're doing that in the countryside, you're putting mm-hmm. down big animals. Yeah. It's not very nice either. It's not very nice. Um, yeah, so that sort of... I sort of realised then that maybe that wasn't for me. I'm a little bit squeamish as a person anyway. I don't like blood mm-hmm. and guts and gore and things <laughs> like that. So it probably was a good idea that I didn't try to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, my next ambition was to go into acting, mm-hmm. be an actor, which I did a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of realized that I didn't quite have the, I don't know, the personality to constantly be selling yourself, being like, I'm fantastic, I'm amazing, mm-hmm. you know. That's kind of drive that you need to get somewhere mm-hmm. as an actor. Yes. So still do it kind of as a hobby. And I think it's very common for um, a lot of teachers I've spoken to have like backgrounds in drama and theater. Because yes. there is a certain performative side to teaching. Yeah, definitely. Being up on stage. You're standing up, at you, you have to entertain people for an hour and a half by mm-hmm. yourself. Exactly. You've got no other leading ladies or men. Mm-hmm. no yeah. other actors there it's just you exactly so that's kind of it's definitely been useful in being a teacher as well having that yes. that background um, and then yeah I got into teaching when I moved to Barcelona mm-hmm. didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did I once <laughs> said to my mum because my mum said to me why don't you do a teacher training to be a teacher in England like a teacher in a secondary school and I said to her I'd rather join the army oh, than be really? a teacher in a secondary school um because my idea of like 
especially in England, like secondary school, like the teenagers and the, yeah. I don't know, the, the atmosphere there and the way that some of the teachers in my school got treated. I was like, no, that's like a war zone. That's like yes. a battlefield. So I always had that. No, I don't want to do that. But actually now I really enjoy teaching teenagers. Um, yeah, they've got loads of personality. And it's definitely much better than the army. <laughs> <laughs> I would 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those were my ambitions when I was a kid. Um, I'm perfectly happy with where I am now. Mm-hmm. You know, not putting my arm up for horses, bum. <laughs> um, I'm not in the army. I'm not an actor, but never mind. Um, yeah, so those are my childhood ambitions. You are a podcast star, though. Um, uh, well, we both are, aren't we? Uh, oh, well. <laughs> um, you know. So, those are my ambitions. So, we're talking to Tasha about childhood ambitions. Hi, Tasha. Hello. So, tell us a little bit about what you wanted to be when you were a child. So, when I was, when I was at nursery school and the teachers asked me what I wanted to be when I was older, I told them that I wanted to be a fire engine. Not a firefighter? No, a fire engine. Nice. But that didn't work out. Um, and then when I got older, I wanted to be an actress. Okay, why did you want to be an actress? Mm, I, well, I always, I always enjoyed performing, and I went to uh, a drama school on Saturday mornings and then another one on Sunday evenings. And... I I loved acting always, but I used to throw up before I went on stage. Really? Always, every time. But because it didn't of, it didn't deter me. I still wanted to do it because of the nerves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every but I think nerves are good. But did you actually be sick before every? Yeah, performance? I would puke right before every single performance. Wow. Okay. But that and was the, a sign that you were ready to perform. Yeah. You puked. It's a good sign. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then I I went on a school trip to Stratford upon Avon, and we watched uh, loads of Shakespeare plays while we were there. And then I really, really wanted to be an actress after that, mm-hmm. a stage actress. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, but it didn't. It just didn't work out. Life got in the way. Yeah. And then, and then I, and then I came here. I came here when I was twenty-one. I came to Barcelona when I was twenty-one wow. for a holiday. And then I just decided to stay here. Okay. And the only way to stay here was to be a teacher because I di- I couldn't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I did my TEFL and that was 13 years ago. Wow. Okay. And when did you realize that you enjoyed teaching? Straight away. Yeah? Yeah. I loved it. It's okay. a bit like performing. Yeah. Yeah. So I want, you know, sometimes I think my students love my classes just because they're funny. <laughs> I don't know how much they learn. <laughs> you put on a show. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thanks a lot for talking to us, Tash. You're welcome. <laughs> so, Katie, what about you? What uh, What were your childhood ambitions? What did you um, want to do? So, my child... I don't know... I don't think I was really aware as a child what a job was. I don't think I really knew because I didn't really know what my dad did. I still don't really know what my dad did. He's retired Is he a spy? No. (laughs) But because we lived, you know, I I wasn't, I don't know. We we lived abroad and I wasn't, didn't really feel very exposed to jobs. Like looking back on it, like I'd never Mm -hmm. really thought about what a job was. And actually when it came (laughs) problematic, because I didn't have an ambition as such, 
when it came later to thinking about what I actually might like to do, I was like, well, I don't know what, what jobs I can do. Because I just didn't mm-hmm. know. But, you know, you can be anything you want, really. There's loads of different things out there. But I yeah. wasn't really aware of it. So I kind of was thinking nothing. As a young child, I wasn't thinking about being an adult because I just couldn't imagine being an adult. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that concept wasn't there for me. And then later on, I was thinking I'd quite like to be an actor or get into singing some way. And nothing really came of that. I didn't really didn't really make it happen because I didn't. Well, I didn't end up studying drama, which was a which was a at university, which was a thought I might I might go and do that at some point. At school, I was interested. I got interested in psychology, and I was interested in behavioral psychology in particular, particularly. Um, like there was something we were doing about, I just remember something about training dolphins. I was like, that's so cool. I could study animals. That would be so awesome. So I then went on to study psychology at university. Very soon found out you need to be good at maths. Like a lot yeah. of statistics. Mm-hmm. So I did two years of that. And then luckily I was able to change over to literature, English literature. And that was saved my life. Cause I, I, you know, meant that I was coming out with a degree because I was really struggling with the statistics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I switched over to English Lit and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then like I was sort of thinking when I graduated, I was like, oh, what the heck do I do now? I don't know what I'm going to do now. And I, I was imagining that I would go and work in some office as an admin or something like this. Or like, I guess maybe publishing or... And um, there was one summer during university we were visiting my auntie's house my auntie is a teacher and actually I come from a long line of teachers um my auntie turned around to me as she was chopping the vegetables and she turned around to me and said Katie brandishing the knife in her hand (laughs) tip pointed towards me and said Katie you must become a teacher brandishing the knife at me and I went okay auntie Liz (laughs) So you only became a teacher because your auntie threatened you with a knife? Yeah, (laughs) no. (laughs) But I do like to remind her of that story. She hates that story. She says, I didn't do that, Katie. Don't say that. I didn't do that. She definitely did that. She definitely brandished a knife at me and said I had to become a teacher. It's a good thing you haven't told everyone this story on a a podcast or anything. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Auntie Liz. Um, So, yeah, I did. I went, I came here and I did my... I did my teaching course, but I didn't intend to stay and be a teacher forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but here I am 10 years later yeah. and I love it. I'm so glad that I do what I do mm-hmm. and I've kind of fallen into this career, but I'm really happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that me as a child would kind of, you know, be happy. The past me would be happy with mm-hmm. what I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure she would. Yeah. Good, good. Well... Thank you very much, Katie. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Tim. <laughs> so we're speaking to Ruth about childhood ambitions. Hello, Ruth. Hi. How are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. You? Yeah, great, thanks. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you wanted to be when you were a child. Well, when I was a child, I, I was always very ambitious. And when I was very little, I wanted to be a writer. And I remember when I was seven, I started writing a library because I thought that they were written by just one person. I didn't get very far with that. Um, but when I was older, 
Um, my per well, my parents are actors, and we had a casting director living with us, and she had a book which had all the photos of all the actors and information about them, and I used to go through that book, and I used to cast my own Cinderella or my own Snow White, and I wanted to be a casting director then. I thought that was really interesting. Choosing, I didn't want to act. I wanted to choose who was going to be in the play. Okay. Um, but then, well, that isn't what happened in the end. Um, when I was a bit older, I decided that I definitely wanted to live abroad. I remember when I was 14 telling my friend that. Um, and that's because um, I've always been interested in languages and learning languages quite difficult to learn languages in England, I think. Um, so, yeah, I started, I, I begged my mother for French classes when I was 10 because I saw that my cousin was having French classes and finally did languages at university. And I think that's really why I'm now here in Spain teaching English. Okay. Um, and what was the initial moment when you realized that languages were the path for you? Probably, yeah, probably at secondary school. When I had to choose my A-levels, that was difficult for me. I, I wanted to do everything, really. Um, but I was very good at languages. And I think if you're good at something at that age, it gives you confidence and you're, you're, the adults are encouraging you. So I chose to do French and German at A-level. And those are the exams that we do in England before you go to university. So when I was choosing to go to university, um, it seemed logical really to continue with that study. Um, but funnily enough, French and German were my languages. I didn't want to go to France or Germany um, to practice that. When I decided to move abroad, I wanted to go somewhere where I didn't know the language as a challenge. I thought, what would it be like to learn a language in situ, you know, without all these kind of formal courses. And, well, I live in Barcelona, and in Barcelona there are two languages. So I knew that would keep me busy. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks a lot for speaking to us, Ruth. Oh, you're welcome. On a mission to avoid repetition with five ways to say. Five ways to say. All right. Five ways to say this week are all about expressions to be used uh, to do with ambitions. Mm -hmm. The first one we have is uh, a burning desire. Mm, or a burning ambition. So, yes, a burning desire or a burning ambition. Mm -hmm. It's a very strong ambition, very strong desire. My example from before was that when I was a kid, I had a burning desire or a burning ambition to be a vet. Yes. Until I found out the exactly. thing about horses' bums. <laughs> And I had no burning desire or burning ambition because mm -hmm. I didn't understand what a job was. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> the next one we have on the list is to fulfill an ambition mm -hmm. or to realize an ambition, mm -hmm. to make an ambition happen. Yeah, to complete it. No? To complete it. When you finally fulfill your ambition to climb Mount Everest, for exactly. example. To okay. reach your goal. Yeah. That's another actually, way. Yeah, yeah. Ach achieve it, no? Yeah. Very good. Uh, the next one we have is to get ahead. Mm -hmm. To get ahead. So that's like to gain an advantage. Mm -hmm. If we talk about, for example, if you want to be an actor, a good way to get ahead is you have to make lots of contacts. Um, go and meet as many people as you can. I would say that's for most for careers. For most things, yeah. 
So to get ahead in business, you have to network. You have to make new contacts. Um, exactly. Get your name out there. Make people aware that you exist. Um, sell yourself a bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to get ahead, mm-hmm. but to gain an advantage. Exactly. Uh, the next one is another one that you said, Tim, was you didn't have the drive. Mm-hmm. The drive being the motivation. Yeah. Or the will to do mm-hmm. something. So you didn't have the drive to become, to sell yourself. You didn't mm-hmm. have the motivation to become an actor. Yeah, to get ahead in acting. You didn't yeah. have the drive mm-hmm. to get ahead in acting. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're blending them. Brilliant. We also talk about if you say a person is very driven, if you say she's a very driven person, yeah, it means ambitious. they have lots of motivation. Yeah, and very ambitious. Very ambitious. So they're mm-hmm. getting up really early, working really hard. Okay, very driven person. Yeah. Um, so if you're very driven, you might want to make something happen. Mm-hmm. So if you're driven to become an actor, you would go out and make contact, you get lots of experience, you would do lots of auditioning, you would mm-hmm. make it happen for yourself. Yeah. I'm just going to make it happen. Make it happen. And then also in, there's definitely more than five this week, sorry. <laughs> um, also, we talk about, especially for actors and singers, when they say, I finally made it. Yes. Yeah, I think I've made it. That I means they've it. become famous, okay? Yes. If you want to make it. You, but you can also, that you can say that for any career. Like you made it as a teacher or you made mm-hmm. it as a, what's another career? This is what I mean. I don't know any more jobs. I made it as a doctor or I made, <laughs> made it as a surgeon. As a I made it as a vet. <laughs> I made it. I've got my hand off a horse's bum. bum. <laughs> I really realised my ambition. Yay. It's quite a scatological episode. It is, this isn't one. it? We have not actually talked about poos. So we've just talked yeah. about horses' bums. Yeah. Okay. What's um, the next one? The last one we have on the list is to grow up, which is a phrasal verb, mm-hmm. and it means to transition from a child to an adult. So it's that yeah. transition period that's called growing up. Mm-hmm. Can you describe it better than that? Yeah, that's fine. That's great. When we often use it. Well, the question that we've been asking today, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Yes. Yeah, so talk about as you were changing from a child to an adult. You can also say, where did you grow up? Mm -hmm. So where were you young and, you know, where were you based? Mm -hmm. So So you grew up in England and Devon? Yeah. So for me, I'd say I was born in Scotland, but I grew up in England. Yes, exactly. Because I moved there when I was very young. Exactly. Um, You can also use it quite well. If someone's being very immature yes. and annoying, say, oh, grow up. <laughs> someone's being silly and childish. We say, say it to Ben all the time. Yeah. Grow ben. up, Ben. Grow up, Ben. God, Ben, just grow up. Yeah. Jinx. Well, all right. That's your five ways to say. Hope you enjoyed them. Use mm-hmm. them. Write them in a comment somewhere. So there you go. You've got some ways to talk about ambitions the next time you're talking about ambitions. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally. Hope you enjoy. B-O-X-B-O-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-
Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought being a PE teacher would allow me to continue doing something I'm passionate about and really liked. Mm-hmm. And when I started um, secondary school, we had a really cool young female teacher mm-hmm. called Mrs. Thompson. Mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of wanted to be like her when yeah. I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a really good teacher and we all really liked her. Like a really good role model for you. Yeah, she was a really good... Um, yeah, perfect. She was a perfect role model and she particularly um, was interested and taught us gymnastics and dance, which were two of my favourite things to learn. Um, so yeah, I wanted to do that and I actually applied to go and do that at university. Oh really? Yeah, so I actually followed that through from 11 to 18. Is that what you do now? That is not what I do now. I didn't end up going to do that at university. I changed back. Why? Um, I had a bit of loss of confidence when it came to going for the interviews at university mm-hmm. and I decided, I, I suddenly panicked that I wasn't going to be good enough at any of the sports that I'd done. So I changed and I went and I studied nutrition at university instead, which was still a good move. But I also don't do anything to do with nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> no. So how do you feel about that now, looking back on that? Looking back, I think that was the right, well... Maybe what's meant to be is meant to be. I think it would have been good, but maybe I wasn't, I wasn't the right person to be a PE teacher. Mm-hmm. But it, it was good and it kept me really interested throughout school because I kind of had that ambition. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Yeah, you had like a drive. Yeah. To, to do, do, do well in that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks very much for coming on the show, Stephanie, and telling your story. No problem. Thanks. Hello, so we're talking to Lucas about his experience learning English. Hello, Lucas. Hello. How are you doing? Fine. So, um, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about your experience of learning English? Um, well, if I recall correctly, I started when I was three years old at school. Um, I think my first memory was uh, all of us, little child, sitting in a circle and with her teacher, which who was teaching us basic phrases like hello, please, mm-hmm. um, that's my first memory. Um, but I think I mostly improved when I started doing extra school English. Mm-hmm. Um, that helped improve and also reading. Yeah, okay. So the main thing you think this helps you is reading books? Yes, no? reading when, books has helped a lot. When did you start reading books in English? Um, I think it was in London, which I was doing fifth. I think um, I went and just to try, I got a book in English and started reading. And do you remember the name of the book? Yes, I think it was called Sequest. Sequest. Sequest, yes. Okay. And also uh, a series of books called Spirit Animals. Yeah. Uh, which I started in Spanish, mm-hmm. but since it didn't finish in Spanish, I continued reading in English because I was too addicted. <laughs> Okay, so the only way to continue reading was... Yes, was to read in English, and I hadn't the, patient, the patience enough to st- to wait till it came in Spanish. Okay, so that was like what gave you the push to start yes. reading in English. Okay, good. Any other books that you've enjoyed Um, I've read The Dark Materials, The Maze Runner, um, what else? Endgame, um, How to Train Your Dragon... 
Dragon Rider and Wings of Fire I've read as well. So you like the dragon books? Uh, yes, I read a lot of dragon books, actually. So, yeah, and the generally fantasy books you like? What? Yes, yeah. I mostly enjoy fantasy and adventure books, mm-hmm. but I've got nothing against sci-fi also. Okay. I like sci-fi. Good, fantasy and sci-fi. Okay. Um, have you got any anecdotes about your experiences uh, speaking English in different languages? Um, well, there were some problems in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my family were visiting. There was a town with a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, we told to, uh, to some guys in a restaurant mm-hmm. uh, about who were locals about where it was. And my parents were trying to set uh, the Pirat Cementir, a uh, cemetery from Cementerio in Spanish, which means graveyard, mm-hmm. um, and Pirat from Pirate. So I had to swoop in and correct them a little bit because the locals were like, what are they saying to us? <laughs> um, and also in Scotland, uh, we went in the Isle of Skye to uh, try to see animals, and the guide uh, explained us some e- extremely amazing things about the local the local animals, but his accent was really Scottish, and mm-hmm. I had to do both of translator to my family and also try to understand the guy, which which was which had a rough accent, yeah. so. That was tough. That was tough. Okay, good. Um, um, what are your ambitions? You're quite into uh, marine animals, things like that, no? Um, yes. Your interests? I enjoy biology, yeah. um, and hopefully I would like to study in a university mm-hmm. uh, outside my country Okay. Um, to learn biology. Yeah. Marine biology specifically? Or? Um, I've changed my mind recently. Not, not specifically. Okay. Still thinking. Still thinking. Well, you've got plenty of time to make up your mind. Um, and what did you do uh, two weeks ago? Um, two weeks ago, I Saturday. did the CAE. The CAE exam. I just took the CAE exam. Okay, and how old are you? Um, I'm 13 years old. 13 years old. Well, well done. Very good. Thanks. Do you have any other extra tips for our listeners? Um, first, wheat. Yes, I'm a bookworm. I admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, second, in case you're watching any movies or videos in English, try to avoid putting subtitles in your language. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that English can be difficult to understand, especially in some accents. So in case you want to put subtitles, put them in English. So mm-hmm. you can read, but at the same time improve your English. Okay. Why, what happens if they put their English, their subtitles in their own language? Yeah, problem... Problem is that you put subtitles in your own language thinking that you're just helping, but really you just read the subtitles and forget the English in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how was it when you went, when you changed from reading in Spanish to reading in English? How did you find that? Um, I didn't find it difficult. I was slow at first, mm-hmm. but I think I could have done the jump earlier. Yeah. So I had the level. There was, it was no problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks a lot for speaking to us, Lucas. Thanks. So that's the end of the show. Mm, that was a lovely episode again. It was, wasn't it? 
Good to be back. Yeah. Back in the saddle. Back on the podcast saddle. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some really nice yeah, little lovely. chats we had. Everybody's lovely. opened up I, about that. I thought their... you were excellent. Oh, too. you were great as well. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, just a little request for everyone. If you haven't already, get on our social medias. Give us oh, a yes. like. Subscribe um, to us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. That would really help. Uh, you can, it would really help us if you left a five-star review. Or just any stars, but five star preferably. Yeah, five. Okay, no, we like five Ben's stars. Ben's shaking his head. Five stars only. And leave <laughs> a review. It really helps. Um, you can also find us on the social medias, uh, which are Instagram. It's at 2TsPod. So 2TsPod. On Facebook, it's at 2TsPod. And on Twitter, it's the same, isn't it, Tim? Yep, at 2TsPod. And we're also on SoundCloud. You can find us on SoundCloud at 2Ts in a pod. Mm-hmm. That's our so, name of our podcast. So, so find them, like them, subscribe. Hopefully, you're them, listening to it somewhere. Share them. Share it. Push, push, push. Yeah. Um, coming up, uh, we have a very special event in November. Mm-hmm. November the nineteenth, Saturday. We are going to be uh, recording an episode at the Exams Catalunya conference in Barcelona. So, any uh, Barcelona-based teachers. Um, come along to the conference. It's always really a really great event for picking up new ideas, um, seeing uh, interesting speakers, uh, plenary discussions, um, getting yeah tips and tricks for exam classes, for any types of English classes, really. And yeah, like I said, we're going to be giving a talk, me and Katie, about how to use podcasts in the classroom. And we're also going to be, in that talk, we're going to be recording material for the podcast so mm-hmm. if you come along to the talk you can appear you will then be in the following podcast <gasps> exciting stuff and you might meet, get to meet ben you might get to meet ben as well <laughs> he does actually exist. hear his voice <laughs> <laughs> um we're also going to be ha- have like a nice little sofa in a quiet corner of the conference to interview speakers at the po- at the conference but also um attendees as well yep so chance to come and say hello and again appear in a future podcast we should get stickers or something or badges we should get badges or baseball maybe caps. maybe you'll get a badge or a baseball cap maybe a baseball bat a baseball bat <laughs> <laughs> just have baseball bats <laughs> yeah for people who don't give us five star reviews <laughs> we'll hit them with a baseball bat with a branded tooties in the pod baseball bat <laughs> um only joking only joking um, if you're interested in going to the conference, Google Exams Catalunya Conference Barcelona and you'll find all the information there on the Exams Catalunya website. Exactly. Thanks for listening to another episode and oh, we'll be back soon. Thanks to all our guests as well. Yeah, thanks thank to you all. for all of our guests that came on today. So, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we'd like to say thanks to our wonderful sound producer, Ben Ward, for all his hard work editing and recording the show. Um, to Mark Wilding, who made our artwork and branding. To Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Malena, and our own Katie Wright for singing the jingles. And obviously the presenters, uh, Katie Wright, the wonderful Katie Wright, and myself. Um, if you've enjoyed the show, uh, leave a comment on the Facebook page or the other social medias and share, 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 share the link. Okay. Get out to as many people as possible. 
So thanks to all our guests this week and tune in next time. Welcome to the podcast, two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, two teas in a pod.